0: If you're a university student now, take advantage and get as many people to have coffee with you
1: as possible. Yeah. yeah. And that was probably the, pe- the piece of advice that I most often gave to my mentees in first Same. Year. Yeah. Hi everyone, welcome to episode one, part one of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi Hiley, and I am joined by Becky McCormick. Hi. Uh, Becky and I met at university. We were involved in a few different programs in our third and fourth year.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were in the PMCP together. It's the profession of management consulting program at Telfer. Mm -hmm. We were among the very first cohort. We were nine students who met with consultants every week for case cracks and interview prep and all that stuff. It was a lot of
1: work, but it was a lot of fun. Mm And then in our fourth year, we were involved in two different mentorship programs. Yeah. So the first one, we were being mentored by executives mm-hmm. who both of us, they happened to be in consulting and had their own practice in Ottawa. And the second mentorship program, we were mentoring first year students. We each had about 30 students and we tackled, we tackled that. It was a lot <laughs> no, we of fun. Did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Also stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it was stressful managing multiple Absolutely, um, activities for sure. Yeah, it was. Um, but definitely worth it because I would not have met you. That's true. We didn't get involved. Um, so Becky and I met at university, but before that, um, she took she took a gap year of about five years, and she'll she'll talk about it. Talk about that. Yes, my gap year
0: was five years. Yeah. So I uh, right out of university or out of high school. Sorry, I went right into university, mm-hmm. as as a lot of people do, um, and then very shortly after that wanted to go back into, I was working in healthcare administration in high school. Mm-hmm. Went back into that for what I thought would be a short period of time, but it ended up being five years. Because I loved it and my role evolved during that time. I did a lot of interesting stuff. And when I finally came back, I think I had a better idea of what kind of things I was looking for in a career. Mm-hmm.
1: And that led me into consulting. Mm-hmm. So what you are very successful in university. Thank you. Um, you were involved quite a bit and you did well. Um, academically. What were some of the, some of the important skills that you developed throughout university, actively developed, um, to get to where you are right now?
0: That's a a good point. I would say I actively developed them. I did, I was paying very close attention to what worked and what didn't. That's really, that would be step number one Mm -hmm. and that comes along with goal setting. See what works, see what doesn't work. I would say my first year of university, before my gap year, was not as successful i and that leads into my second skill is uh, is to collaborate with people meet other people who have skills that you don't have Mm -hmm. and that's useful in the professional world as well and get them to help you with whatever you're not good at Uh, and i did that by sharing what i was good at so for me i i felt very good at study sheets and study notes and prep Summaries and things like that for exams and tests and things like that. And so, if I could do that part, and other people, by sharing that with them, take advantage of maybe their other technical knowledge from the class or anything like that, that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, I would say the third thing is uh, after first paying attention to what you're good at and what you're not, then taking what other people are good at and, and using that to your own advantage. The last one would be uh, getting that also from your professors. And I didn't learn that until the third and fourth year. Uh, professors are a wealth of knowledge. They have a lot more behind them than they do in their classroom. There's a lot of experience there you can take advantage of.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I learned to get to know all my professors. And you did too. I think you were very good at that. To build a professional relationship with your professors and your TAs. And even the professors that you don't have courses with. Uh, Because a lot of them have run businesses, worked in consulting and and they're great They're a great network for later on in your career as well
1: Well, like you said for the last point in terms of getting to know your your professors I think for me as well It was in my third and fourth year In your first and second year. You're really trying to grapple with How do I manage everything? Yes, it's a lot.
0: Oh, yes, and I think you realize later on that Doing it by yourself doesn't work
1: exactly
0: even if you're very I, th- I think I'm pretty good at being a university student Even then if I'm naturally good at being a student. It's a skill You still can't do it alone uh, because you can't possibly absorb everything you learn in a class You can't hear everything a professor says in three
1: hours um, So you have to collaborate with people to get those things that you missed and yeah. I didn't learn that till later but that was your second point, right? It's almost as if you're forming a team yes. of yes. superstars, almost. Because <laughs> yes. I can definitely, like, we had a few classes together. And to your point of taking exceptional notes and making study sheets, she if she knew you in the class, she would add you to this drive. Oh, That's yeah. the beauty of sharing online, right? Absolutely. Share it.
0: <clears throat> if, you, if you're good at something, yes. share it with other people. Some of them will share back with you, it'll pay off. And yeah, I, I always find it always works to share information. It, it doesn't help anyone to keep it in. If I've already put all this work into it, mm-hmm. this work that I'm good, I'm good at the organizing the notes and things like that, yeah. someone else might, take, might as well take advantage of this work that's already done. It only makes sense. And it, it did pay off. It did pay People off. would read my notes and notice that I completely missed the ball on something. Becky, you completely did not understand this this thing that the professor was talking about and that helped me a lot.
1: Yeah, Yeah. But not only with the academic side of it, but also building relationships that will last beyond university.
0: Definitely. And I would say the PMCP was a big part of that. I didn't really belong to anything until my third year. Mm -hmm. I was definitely a lone wolf leading up to that. I'm an introvert, so it's not natural for me to bond like I did in third and fourth year. But when I, we were in really small groups that had to work together a lot, both the peer mentorship program and the PMCP were like that. Yes, with a lot of work, we had to bond over that work, mm-hmm. and
1: and I've kept in touch with everyone from those programs. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So we touched a little bit about university skills that were helpful. That were helpful. How then did, were you able to leverage those skills that you developed in university? in your career? Because now you work in consulting. Yes. Very project-based work.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I would say consulting is a great uh, workplace, It's a great career for someone who likes university because definitely the skills are very transferable. Mm -hmm. One, you're working in teams all the time. Two, you you have deliverables to hand over to a client like you do to a professor. You have deadlines. Not all jobs have very strict deadlines. This is a very deadline heavy career. Um, and, cert- and like a, you do work in teams, but you also build teams. Like in university, if you can learn to build good teams to work on projects together, mm-hmm. and by that I mean finding those people that have those skills that you don't have. Yeah. Because in consulting, you have a, you're working on a project, and that project requires, let's say, 25 skills and you need a team of 10 people, that that takes some some team building, right. right? And some team forming that you can learn in university, and it's a great skill to have. Um, and a lot of the deliverables that you hand over to a client are very similar to some of the you know, de- deliverables we have in university, especially in business. I think we got, yeah, okay, I think that's an exception. in business school, we do get a lot of those kind of deliverables that are really helpful to learn. Uh, like a Excel models, reports, delivery presentations. presentations yeah. Absolutely, you have to be a very good presenter, a good communicator. Those are the I would say bottom line. You need to be a good presenter. You need to be able to write effectively, and you should be able to use some kind of, you should be able to use spreadsheets, at least in an intermediate <laughs> level to make decisions and to deal with data. For sure, if I if I had to say those are some skills that I'm you sure. can learn in university mm-hmm. and then use in consulting, those would be the best ones.
1: Okay, and these all seem like things that you like. I mentioned earlier. I think the key word is active, active practicing of these of these skills and assets. Ultimately, um, what was the one thing that really surprised you after leaving after leaving university and then starting your career? What was the Thing almost you weren't expecting in that transition. That's a good question. I would say,
0: I, now fortunately, I was fortunate to have an internship at this firm, so I'm at a very large global consulting firm. Yeah. I was there for an internship between third and fourth year, so I had a good idea of what I was getting into, because it's definitely a very different world from other careers you have your client you have a project you also work for the company itself not just your client Mm -hmm. so you have multiple things going on that are competing for your attention like in university exactly um so it's biggest surprise i would say was i would say a big surprise for me was how great my team was and i think in consulting you have to be a phenomenal human being. Uh, I don't know if I've reached that point. I'm not saying I'm a phenomenal human being because I made it into it, but to last in consulting, you have to be well-rounded. You need to be grounded. You need to work really well with other people. Mm-hmm. So it really surprised me. Every single person I met in consulting was amazing. And that's made my job really really great so far.
1: Yeah, because you have a, like especially working at a large firm, you have- Yes, especially working at a large firm. So I, many people to, referred to if you are ever stuck. Um, so many resources to, to fall back on almost, right? You have a global network.
0: Um, yeah, and I've met, I've probably met about a 100 people at this firm since last year, since last year's internship, and mm-hmm. I've liked every person I've met. And I would be excited to work with any of them on a future project, which is pretty cool.
1: It's great to enjoy the company that you keep, because you're there for in your case, eight plus hours (laughs) a day.
0: Yes, it's Uh, definitely
1: not easy work. And the team makes a huge difference. It does make a huge difference. Okay, maybe you can speak to um, the recruitment process and different interview skills that you thought were very helpful.
0: That's a good question. I would say um, one of the best things you can do before an interview is obviously everyone says to research the the company, Mm -hmm. but I would say research you. Like you might not think to do that. Look back in your history and think about everything you've done and be ready for those questions. And especially most interviewers will ask those behavioral and situational questions that will expect you to come up, tell some kind of story Mm -hmm. that demonstrates you're able to do something. And I've been through, after interviews, coming home and thinking, I should have told this other story, it would have much better fit the question that they asked. So, I, when I was preparing for my consulting, I had a few consulting interviews, I only made it into one firm, and I'm really, this is the one that I really wanted, so I was grateful, Mm -hmm. Um, but I looked up all of the most common behavioral and situational interview questions, and I actually wrote out Stories for every single one mm-hmm. and I even verbalize them. I asked people around me To ask those questions to me verbally so that I can say them verbally and see if I can tell a story with those things
1: So you can practice. Yeah, okay. and then
0: see if oh, it actually doesn't that sounds awkward It doesn't really make sense when I say it yep. get some practice I think that's the best way to practice for an interview mm-hmm.
1: and it helped a lot Well, I mean you got the job. So I <laughs> did it worked out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, And then also when you were Researching companies to apply for mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming you focused in the consulting realm.
0: Yes after I wasn't sure Well, I didn't really know what consulting was before the we did. No at the beginning yeah. of university. I didn't know what it was and uh, But throughout the PMCP we did learn a lot more about what consulting was yeah. still really didn't know until I started doing it mm-hmm. but um, The reason I was attracted to it was that there's a lot of variety of work it's challenging Mm -hmm. it requires you to learn a lot quickly and i remember one of the first consultants that we met i don't even remember this was our first night one of the consultants said that working in consulting is like having 10 jobs in two years and i thought that was so cool you can get a lot done in a short period of time and feel like you've accomplished a lot in your life very quickly Mm -hmm. that really attracted me So that would be one thing I look for in a career is that challenge and variety and ability to learn a lot in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Two is, like I mentioned earlier, the people you work with, that's a big factor. If I don't work with people that I like working with, it's not not worth it. It wouldn't be worth those learning experiences, honestly.
1: If you can stop it too. Yes. (laughs) In terms of people. And how would you say that has really the culture of the of the company itself
0: good well I would I'd say that it's really difficult to change a company's culture especially in a short period of time this company's been around for a while but I think one of the ways that this company does a good job of that is when they're recruiting they make sure that you meet a lot of people in the firm Mm -hmm. for two reasons you first of all you're gonna fall in love with the firm because you're gonna like the people you meet and B is that there are lots of people meeting you, mm-hmm. and so there's a, probably a better chance of a well-rounded judgment of you as a human being,
1: and uh, whether or not you fit with the company. Exactly, whether you mm-hmm. actually fit,
0: because yeah. it's so much easier to hire for fit than to hire for skills. Because well, it's, well, you it's better in the long. And I wouldn't say it's easier. I would say it's better to hire for fit than for skills because they can't teach you to fit but they can teach you any skills. Exactly. And certainly any technical skills, management skills that come along the way, they can teach you any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've done a very good job of, of picking those people, and so everyone I've worked with has been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number two is people. And then number three. two is people. Number three, those are the big ones, learning opportunities, people. I would say number three would be Ottawa. I I knew you are probably in love with this, because you're from this area. (laughs) I'm from St. Catharines, it's a smaller city, and I moved here to go to university, but I really fell in love with this city. And it means a lot to me to be able to do consulting, which is usually a very global industry, usually you travel quite a bit. But I was grateful for the company that I joined has a lot of work here, and they like people to specialize in the types of industries we have here. And because I love to work here, I like building a network that's local, uh, we'll talk more about that in the next part, part. Yeah. Um, but definitely I, I, I like working in Ottawa and that's a big part of my decision.
1: So location?
0: Yeah. Okay. That was a big part of my decision for university too. Where you live I think has a
1: big impact on your happiness. It does that's for okay. me at least. I would say the same thing for me as well. Hmm. I've never thought about it that way actually, <laughs> but yes the environment that you so you're spending all your time here. You so spend again. all your
0: time here. Yeah. Absolutely. And wh- whether your university is high-ranking or whatever else it is that you might be looking for in a university, the bottom line is you're going to live there for four years. Mm-hmm. And you're going to meet people for four years. And I like the people here and I like living here.
1: Mm-hmm. And since you spent university here and didn't decide to move, Elsewhere for your career or like launching your career, mm-hmm. um, especially being involved in all these programs where you got to meet executives who worked and lived in Ottawa. Yes. Um, you were able to grow your and start your network Absolutely. while you were before you even started in the workforce, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you planned it to work in the city that you go to university in, no better way to launch the career early than to start a network in your university. Yeah. And people are so much, I'm sure you found this, so much more willing to meet you and have coffee with you when you're a a student. student. That I should have added that piece of advice earlier, was everyone tells us this, and it's so true, is no one wants to talk to you after you graduate, unless you have something uh, something to give to them. But when you're a a university student, people love talking to you. They want, to, they want to help mold your experience and they remember when they're in university and they want to help you yeah. and so I would say if you're a university student now, take advantage and get as many people to have coffee with you
1: as possible. Yeah, yeah. and that was probably the, p- the piece of advice that I most often gave to my mentees in first year. Same. Meet people now. Absolutely, while you're a student. Hmm. Okay, so let's move back to career and career strategizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you just you've been here. You interned at the company mm-hmm. last year, um, but you've been working for them full time um, for a few months. Yeah, a few months four, now. Four months. Um, but what's for someone who is interested in moving up in a company like this one, mm-hmm. um, global consulting firm? Um, what are this? What are some of the things that you have at the back of your mind that you're thinking about in terms of next step
0: yeah I would say uh, definitely next step for me is specializing in some way certainly I think a lot of people think that when you go into consulting you have to be a specialist of some kind especially coming out of university there's no expectation that you have an expertise it's more do you fit with the company can we teach you things yeah. um, so for me it's figuring out what that is that I want to specialize in for later, because definitely you can be a much more valuable consultant. You could be more valuable to your clients if you specialize in at least one thing. So I need to figure what that out, to figure out what that is. Um, and I think for me that's going to involve getting involved, trying other projects, to, um, within my own project, try to take on as many roles as I can, so that I can figure out what I'm good at. I have a pretty good idea in university, but I think it's a good idea not to assume. What you think you're good at, and just keep trying different things Mm -hmm. until you figure. And and what I like doing, Uh, so that's my next step. And then once I've figured out what that is, then the next step would be try to get more of that kind of work.
1: Mm -hmm. And you've been doing that. We we talked before earlier, but you've been doing that by taking on leadership positions. Absolutely, as an analyst, which is yeah,
0: yes. I, I would say you said you asked me earlier what surprised me about. consulting world and I did say I was surprised by how great everyone is but also I would say it's you can take on leadership type roles Mm -hmm. very early in fact day one you can I would say day one but basically on on a consulting team whatever it is that you're working on everyone on the team needs to be an expert at something within the project so because there's so much to know about this client, so much to know about all the stakeholders involved, every the complex project that you're delivering, that not one person not one person can know everything. So each person needs to specialize in something and be the source of information for the other people on the team. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in university we're talking exactly. about similar skill sets and sharing those things. Yeah. Um so I remember in my internship last summer I was surprised that I was asked to become an expert on something within the next few weeks. And it's a lot of learning at the, at the beginning, but, but you find you can become an expert at something. You can, you'll be the person who everyone asks about something that makes you an expert. you will the person who uh, is always in that particular type of meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the person who has that relationship with a particular member of the client organization. And, uh, and then you lead others. Through that expertise, and so I would say yes, yes. There's many opportunities, even as an analyst who's only been there for about 10 weeks now, including and, and, and last year as well, yeah. to be an be an internal expert, lead others in what you're doing, and take on responsibilities by being that what they call subject matter expert, and as me.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. So this is the end of part one. Uh, in part two. Um, the last question I'll ask, which has really inspired this this journey of starting this podcast, is what's your why and understanding what your mission is. So that will be the final question that I'll ask in part two. Cool. Uh, but in part two, I'll also discuss mentorship and networking. So stay tuned.